Welcome to part two of this out-of-line discussion with Patrick Janelle. So, so kind of going off of all of that, um, I, I have a few questions to ask you kind of about your social media practices. Um, so the first question is just the very basics, like where was your entry point and how did you get started in social media? Well, Instagram specifically, I had just moved to New York and I had all of these friends who were using um, Instagram, my roommate, Mallory at the time, my best friend, Mark Weaver from college, friends, actually somebody that you met, Caroline Sabin at the beach, you met him at the beach and he's a Spring Street member. I know. I love him. He's super sweet. The funny thing is when I was first in New York, Mark took a photo of me, Mark from my like Christian college, took a photo of me and posted it on Instagram. And then Sabin, who was like a friend from like gay circles in Los Angeles, was like, hey, that's Patrick. I know him. We need to get him on Instagram. And I was like, how do you know Sabin, Mark? Because Mark grew up in Boston. Sabin's in L.A. One is from my Christian college. The other is like a gay friend in L.A. And I was like, this makes no sense to me. And he was like, oh, like we follow, like he follows me on Instagram or we follow each other, whatever. And I was like, this is so weird. And then Mallory would come home every day. Um, to our apartment and be like, this happened and this happened on Instagram and like literally communicating with people that were friends of mine. And I was like, all right, enough. I need to be on this platform. So people aren't just like having conversations that I'm not part of. And then, and so I started posting on, on Instagram. So it was really just to be like connected to friends. And of course, um, I loved, I actually very quickly loved the visual nature of it just because I'm a, you know, a designer. My very first photo was out the window of a the J train? I think it was the J train or I forget which train uh, coming over like the Manhattan Bridge in New York. And that's where it all began. It's still there. Aww. We're all grabbing our phones to scroll back and look at it. If you find the photo, like it and leave a comment. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I love it. That's amazing. So now as you are, you know, at a totally different point with your social media, experience and adventure. How do you set boundaries for unplugging from the virtual world and connecting with reality and the real world? Do you do you have any sort of practices of hours of the day that you are on or aren't on? Or do you have rooms of the house or anything any sort of boundaries that are this is my time and I'm I'm in reality only? You know, I'm not really the type of person that kind of like creates strict boundaries for things. I'm much more of a person that's like you know, everything in moderation. So like, no, I don't really like, I don't really give myself kind of specifics. I mean, the truth of the matter is I'm honestly on my devices way too much, but it has to do with both social media and work that I'm doing, emails, planning for Spring Street Social Society, making sure that I have a small team of people that like they're getting responses when they need them. Just like having a list of emails that I need to respond to that, you know, at night and like on my computer after dinner. So like I, I, I could be better at that. Although it's a mix of just sort of like digital communication and social media. I definitely do a thing like I'm very much a fan of like putting my phone away when I'm sitting at a table. I will pull it out if I need to document something. I've It's weird that I, like I've become more interested in not documenting things that I'm doing, which is not the best thing because it's like my job now. So I really need to be. But I like over time, I think that partially because 
you know, I've just been like doing Instagram regularly and as a job for like four years, it's definitely like, it sometimes can be like a task that I need to accomplish. Not, not in a way that I like dislike it. Just like I would rather, I would actually would rather just like sit and not document something, but I know that I need to. That being said, I definitely will, when I'm in a situation with a lot of people, I will put my phone away because that's, I, I'm very much more interested in connecting with people who are there in person than being on my phone. With the caveat that sometimes when it's with my team, I'll still have my phone out because I want to like, I'll get antsy about emails that are coming in. But mm. <laughs> unless it's, unless it's like team happy hour or yeah, if it's team happy hour or if it's just sort of like out to coffee or lunch or drinks or dinner with people, then I'll, I'll definitely have my phone put away. And that's really the time that I'm like, oh, like off social media. Mm. Yeah. I, I really relate to that. And I think you know, you and I both get invited to things because people know that we might post them online. And sometimes I want to ask, I want to have events where there's an actual rule of like, okay, everyone, we know that it's really important to get a beautiful photo. It's really hard to go to an event that's at nighttime that isn't well lit and take a good photo with your iPhone. So here's the deal. You can come with your phones or with your real cameras and you can take photos for this 20 minute period and we'll keep everyone out, like whatever it is. I wish that it's almost like there's a little bit of a hesitancy to just be really honest and be like, yo, you're all here to Instagram. Let's just be honest. Let's call it for what it is. Like it's sort of like, no, we want to keep it organic. And it's like, no, we're all here to gram. So let's just set everyone up to win take your shots in this 20 minute window, make sure the lighting's right, like come at whatever time of day is right for you or make sure the sun hasn't gone down. And then let's all put our phones away because it's actually really nice to be at an event where I'm also a real photographer and sometimes I photograph events where everyone's on their phones and no one wants the photos to be delivered that have people on their phones. They want it to look like everyone was engaging and interacting in this really organic way. And yet most of the time there's at least one person on their phone in the photo. So it's really difficult. It's really difficult. I'm totally on board with the, like, let's set aside time. Here's like documentation time. And then the rest of the time is just like actually attending the event. I'm totally down with that. Okay. Well, let's start a trend. Okay. After we free the penis, then let's do that. Okay. We've got our work cut out. For yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Awesome. So, um, I'm so stoked. I've mentioned this to you before, but I am partnering with cat footwear for my very first season of this podcast. And one of the things that both cat and I value most is being bold in creativity. So when you're creating content in partnerships with, with a brand, like let's say you're creating a sponsored post for Instagram, do you have criteria that you follow to ensure that your work is original and authentic, but also is kind of true to who you are? I mean, I don't have like a list of things. I definitely, I will look, when I work with a brand, I will look at the brief and I will decide what about the thing is what I love and what is the environment in which I would document that. I mean, I've worked with anyone from Ralph Lauren to Philips Lighting, like Philips, the electronics company with their like uh, Philips Hue Lighting to the Philips Sonicare toothbrushes, like electric toothbrushes, all of these things, which like ostensibly are not necessarily things that you would find in my feed organically. And yet at the same time, I kind of back to the beginning of like what we're talking about, I am like not unwilling to show these things. I just have to like take a few extra steps to make sure that I'm documenting, documenting in a way that I think is really beautiful. So that's like me sitting in the living room 
like making coffee or like drinking coffee in the morning with the Philips light in the background. And I, I created that photo and I love it. And it actually like, it represents my living room and the play, the way that I've like situated my life at home. And I think it's really just a matter of like making sure that like, that I know what's being expected and that I understand, like I use my own creativity to like, how can to, to understand how I can convey this objective and also integrate something into my life, which I like already. Otherwise I wouldn't be working with the brand. And how can I do that in a way that I'm also getting like imagery that I think is really lovely, but it's less of a specific, like, here's the thing that needs to happen. Here's some criteria and blah, 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 blah. It's definitely a conversation before I even take a job with a brand, making sure that like they're open to my, the way my creativity, the way that I like to document things. And that's usually why they would be coming to me anyway once I feel comfortable with that, then, then it's actually a lot of fun for me to like figure out how to put that environment together to make it, to make it a really beautiful image. Mm. I love that. I love the fact that, um, it sounds like with you and working with Kat that, that they were like, Hey, we want to do something interesting. What are you working on? Like, that's kind of like a dream to work with a brand that you get to, that you get to do it sort of like from the ground up you know, I'm working on putting together a website for myself and talking to a brand about, you know, maybe like partnering on helping me to like create support me and making this content is, is super exciting because then it's, re- then it really is a natural thing about how you are able to create because of the support of this other brand. And I think that's a really, that's a really cool thing. Mm, yeah. I, I feel so lucky because it's like you said, sometimes we do get approached by brands that are that have a very set brief of this is what it needs to look like this is what the copy needs to be you know you need to be wearing this you need to be in the photo like whatever it is and sometimes it feels so constricting and just like you're a creative person I'm a creative person and it's like my little muse is inside of me going like okay I breathe (laughs) and so I was amazed when they came to me and said you know, we'd love to work with you. Are you you doing anything cool that would, you know, be natural for you to start doing something with us? I mean, like I literally haven't even launched my podcast yet and they're, they believe in me. And that feels so empowering. I think it's the ultimate creator's dream to be believed in and trusted and to have someone say like, you've got this. I know you, I know that what you create is going to be so good that we just trust you. And that's like the ultimate. So I love that. I love what you said. And I know, I know we could talk about this for hours. So instead of going on and on more about work, one last question, what do you do when you need to, to self-care? You know, like when, when so much of your life is online and so much of what you do for work and pleasure is beautiful and is creating and outputting and working on events that are fun, but not necessarily relaxing. What do you do? What's your favorite self-care activity? And do you implement it into your routine on a regular basis? Two things that are like good for me. One is just going to a yoga class. I'm not super regular with it, but it is definitely, especially when I'm traveling, if I can go to a yoga class when I'm traveling, it definitely kind of like helps me keep centered. The other thing, this is a weird thing that it's self-care. I think it it kind of baffles me that this is self-care, but for me, the way that I like my physiology works is that I love sitting at a restaurant or like a restaurant bar, beautiful place with really good food and just sitting by myself and like reading, like reading a copy of the New Yorker, New Yorker or something and having really delicious wine and food and like being all by myself. But in like a busy, like kind of a busy restaurant. I love being around people 
And I love not talking to any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. The I want to be surrounded by the energy of people. That's why I live in New York City. But then I want to like have time to just like be by myself and like do an activity that I don't normally get to do, which is like read and enjoy. Like I love delicious food and wine and environment that is that I think is so beautifully put together. And I love being able to enjoy that on my own and just like, and, and like be, be with myself. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's great. That's really, really rad. I love that. Um, do you do that on a, on a, you know, is it like a weekly date you have with yourself or is it just kind of when it happens? It's kind of when it happens, but it's usually like once I'd say it's probably once a week. I don't have like a, you know, I don't like block out time for it, but it'll usually be like, I've had a long day at the office or I've had a thing or, you know, a bunch of meetings and then I don't like have anything in the calendar for the evening, like an event or, you know, anything else. And I'll just like think of a place that I haven't been in a while that I want to go and sit at the bar and make it happen. That's so good. Oh man, next time I'm in New York, I'm going to try it and I'll let you know if I can, if I can cope with it. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me know because not everybody's meant and like, not everybody's cut out for like, you know, be, like dining alone, but for me, it's great. So let me know. Let me know what you think. Okay. I'll report back. Um, I have so loved this conversation and, um, I feel like we could have made this, this episode, you know, like three hours long because there were so many other little rabbit trails that we could have gone down. But, um, thank you so much for willing to be vulnerable and talk about stuff that's so real to you. And yeah, thanks for being my real life friend. I really love you. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks so much. I will hopefully see you in LA or New York city or somewhere else very soon. Anywhere in the world. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Bye, Dave. You've been listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee. Tweet me at Team Woodnote or tag me in your posts on Instagram using Out of Line Podcast and let me know what you thought of today's discussion and who you'd like to hear as a guest on Out of Line next. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season. Hit subscribe to get the next episode on your mobile device when it drops next week. And if you love what you heard, please whip out a review, will ya?